Hello, and welcome to Just Figure It Out, a podcast to inspire and encourage our listeners to pursue their goals. This will be done by sharing stories and experiences and thoughts from guests about how they made definite goals, how they failed and succeeded, but never gave up. In essence, how they just figured it out. My name is Jen McAllister, the host, also owner of Rice CPA and Accountants. And today I've got Court Lundberg, owner of Rare Breed Plumbing. So I'm excited to get to know him a little bit better and listen to his journey thus far. You know, life is a journey ongoing forever. It's not, you know, we don't start and then end with our goals, but it's really kind of a continuous circle. So, you know, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about about you. So normally I would just, you know, say, introduce a little bit more about yourself, but let's just jump right into conversation with that. Tell me about yourself, your family, maybe some hobbies, just so the listeners know you just a little bit better. Absolutely. So my name is Court Lundberg. I'm from Cache Valley. I grew up on a bison farm up there, uh, which is not very usual. It's not very common, but it's kind of set the foundation of a lot of my life. Uh, going forward. Bison are pretty crazy animals. We had to learn how to deal with all of that. I am married to Madeline Lundberg. We've been married for eight years. She's my soulmate. We have two wonderful kids that she is an amazing mom to. Uh, McKinley, that's three, and Maverick, that's two. Uh, so we got two little tornadoes running around all the time. So balancing that and a business doesn't leave a lot of time for hobbies. Honestly, the hobbies are where I can find time. I spend time with the kids and whatever they want to do, which is typically the butterfly museum at Thanksgiving point or the dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, there is a time and a season for everything. And, you know, at one point in time, if someone asked me what my hobbies were, it would be watching my boys little league or baseball all the time. It's like hobby. What's a hobby, (laughs) you know? So, and those are, those are our hobbies. So that's, that's fantastic. Just really important to enjoy whatever stage that you're in. So tell us court early on in your years, do you remember something at all that you're like, you know, I really want that. Is there anything that sticks out to you? The first maybe goal that you remember ever having? Yeah. So I'm a daydreamer. I'm very much a daydreamer. And where we lived on the farm, a lot of my daydreams were, I just lived in another world, if that makes sense. There wasn't there wasn't a, a goal necessarily I was working towards, but like I was out in the fields in my own world with the cowboys and the Indians, just building <laughs> forts. And then my first goals that I really remember, some of them were self-driving and and for lack of a better term, like righteous goals. Like I wanted to, I wanted to have a family, stuff like that. But a lot of the goals that are first coming to my mind were more envy driven. I want what that person has, if that makes sense. And, and much of my younger life was spent trying to get that. And it took a while for me to figure out that doesn't make me happy. Yeah. And it's interesting that you point that out because, you know, if we don't have something to compare against, then oftentimes we, I mean, that, that's where growth happens, where you can, you can look back and you can recognize, you know, that, that wasn't like the, the passion, the why behind what you want, but it was like you said, envy and, and that's life. It's all about, you know, recognizing something that we can um, pivot and, and do for, for better reasons. 
So do you remember like the first thing, the first goal, like you mentioned that you were entrepreneur spirited. Is there something that you're like, okay, I want to start a business or, or how am I going to earn some money? Any first memories there? I remember being really, really driven to be a millionaire by the age of 30. Like that was like, if I can't do it, I'm an idiot. Kind of <laughs> like it was so logical in my mind how it was going to work out. And it was not one that I achieved, but it was one that I really enjoyed working towards, if that yeah. makes sense. That was like a big goal that I was pushing towards. And then later on, as I started plumbing, that became the big goal of, I want to do this for myself. And I loved who I worked for. I just wanted to experience that. I wanted to, I wanted to figure it out. I didn't, I enjoy the plumbing. Don't get me wrong. I love plumbing and I love being a plumber, but I also enjoy trying to figure out how to market for plumbing. And I enjoy interacting with people. I do not enjoy the finance side of it. That's why we need people like you, but <laughs> there are so many sides of running the business that I enjoy. I enjoy driving culture and hiring and recruiting. I enjoy all of that as well. And so I wanted to start my own plumbing company. And that's been what I've been running towards for the last five years and still don't feel like I really have it. Yeah. Well, it's it's all about continuous growth, like we were talking about. And what I, I love what you said is you enjoy culture and that's different. You know, a lot of times people create businesses and it's, it's transactional and it's just to get the, the money in and make a lot of money. So tell me more about culture or really just from the beginning, how you, you know, how you wanted to be different, why, and, and how you went about being a different kind of business than might be, yeah. you know, something out of the box. <laughs> Absolutely. So I grew up in Cash Valley, like you know, I did my apprenticeship in Cash Valley, very much mom and pop shops all over, family oriented, very family oriented. The gentleman that I started with, I'm still very good friends with, I still consider him family. Coming down to Salt Lake County, I moved down here for a larger customer base, and I quickly realized they're not the same companies that are down here. There are family companies, but the vast majority are private equity owned conglomerates. And that's not a bad thing. We have such a population that you really need that private equity to be able to fix everybody's homes. But words that get thrown around a lot when you're recruiting in plumbing is where I currently work is so toxic. Toxic is a word that's constantly being thrown out. The people are just kind of, they're pawns in the, in the scheme. And unfortunately, you have to almost work for these big companies to receive the level of education that you want to be these true professionals. They, they have the money to put into the budgets to send you to the trainings that you need to learn about, you know, how to freeze pipes and bigger boiler systems and all that kind of stuff. So our vision from the beginning coming into it was, can I make a place big enough that we can service the needs of our plumbers to make sure that they can learn everything they need to but also small enough and intimate enough that we are a family company that our employees feel heard that they have that they have places to grow and that they're not just a number but that they are a contributing member to this and kind of my whole philosophy is don't focus on what they want them to do plumbing wise and in the business focus on helping them be better people and if they're better people they will in turn be better employees and will have a better company 
and we will affect the community better. So that's been our whole philosophy and kind of what drives our culture is focus on the individual, not in a professional aspect, in every aspect. How is their mental health? How is their state at home? Do they have their finances under control? Like, are they stressed with that so that they don't have to feel pressured into doing something unethical and can just grow and feel at peace, if that yeah. makes sense? Uh, I love that. And that's what I do in my own business as well, is I really, you know, one of the things that I've mentioned this on a podcast before, which is, you know, I, I've got a wonderful group of women that are, you know, professionals, trained professionals in accounting, as well as mothers and students. And I think that all too often, we just give, 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 and sometimes we don't think about ourselves. And so I have an incentive program set up for, you know, each hour worked is tied to a, a dollar amount. And, and with that, there's, you know, just a few rules, which is, it's got to be spent on yourself and it's got to be something that makes you happy. And then you have to email me and tell me why it made you happy. And yeah. it's just, it's different. It's something that, that makes us different, but, but it's because I really want that, that core happiness and really it's important to concentrate on ourselves sometimes and to, to reward ourselves. So do you have any specific things set up where, you know, all the things that you've talked about and, you know, supporting your staff any particular programs or, you know, tell me more about how you, how you do that. Yeah. So the big thing is just listening to them and what their actual goals are. For example, Benson, he was my first employee. Benson came to me and said, Hey, we're about to have a baby. We don't have health insurance because we're a small family company. We don't have health insurance. What can we do? And it was just me and Benson. So we set goals to, I had a run in with, do you know what CRPS is? No. Or have you heard of that. So it's called the suicide disease, but I had a run in with that. I was diagnosed with it where you have nerve problems and it's excruciating pain. And it happened right at the point where I got kicked off my parents' insurance. And for most people, it's a lifelong debilitating condition. We were lucky enough that we caught it early enough. Anyways, because of that and my history with that, I have a very soft spot for health insurance that it's very important. So we have a goal and it's not a goal, it's a reality right now to pay the full premiums on all of our employees' health insurance. It's something that so far we've been able to do, but it's been a struggle uh, on a business side, but it means the world to them. So that's one thing that we've been able to do to, to do their goals um, and help them get their goals. So they were able to have their baby, uh, Lily, who is six months today, actually, I think. So we're just very focused on their families. We have goals with them currently of they want to buy a home. And so we're trying to help them see like, well, in order to buy a home, you need to do this, that, and the other. We're the employers, so I don't want to be too involved in that. But we hire financial consultants to sit down with them and help them uh, come up with these goals. And then they talk with us of what is our part in that. Do you need more hours? Do you need a better pay structure that compensates you for your performance. So those are two of the things that we're working towards right yeah. now. Well, I love those a few things that you said that are impressive. First of all, I can tell you have a genuine interest in your employees. The fact that you know that their baby is six months old today, like that, that's huge. And mm -hmm. that you know her name. I mean, these things really show your team. You know, I was going to say employee, but I feel like 
I like the word team. That's what I use because it just, it feels different because employee and it's, I mean, it is, it, it is an employee, but that just feels like transactional. But when you, you know, personally, when I talk about it as a team, that's, it, it feels more like a team. And I can tell that that's how you feel. Uh, I like also that you hate, you help them set goals. I mean, you, you know, he wants to, to own a house and that's, that's the whole, just figured out, out mentality is this is what I want. It's like, first of all, you identify it and then you do all the things like, you know, he, he's talking to you and, and he's talking to a financial advisor and that's the, just figuring it out part. It's not, oh, I, that could never happen. I, I, that's too, you know, the housing market is terrible. I can never do it. Like avoid the, I can't and, and replace by how can I? So I love yeah. that you're helping him do that. Um, I also, you know, you talk about it's, it's a financial, I'm going to say burden. I don't know if burden's the right word where you're paying the full health insurance and it's an investment, right? It's an investment in your team because then you're, you won't be dealing with the the turnover. And that's just the, that's the fringe benefit. That's not the driver. Like you're the, the driver for you is genuine care and concern about your team but the the fringe benefit is the loyalty. I mean, turnover costs so much in any company. And so, you know, I also, yeah, see it as an investment. Your your turnover will be less, um, even though yeah. that's not your primary driver. That's the financial reward, I would think. But it is, I, I agree with you completely, but it is the core of the philosophy, right? The core of the philosophy is take care of them, like have the righteous drivers, mm -hmm. but if you take care of them it just trickles down or trickles up, I guess. The yeah. individual will take care of the business. The business will take care of the community. The community will in turn take care of the individual um, and the business again. And so it's a philosophy that we're testing out, mm -hmm. but I believe in it. And if I didn't believe in it, I wouldn't want to be the employer. Like if that can't be the culture in my mind, what's the point? I might as well just go work for somebody else and be a cog in the machine but I think that we can create something better. I think I can create a place where we all enjoy working. Otherwise, you know, I'd go work for somebody else. Right. Well, the common denominator that I find with my guests and successful business owners, it's it's relationship-based. You know, it's not transactional-based. And so I love that you're doing that. And I also hope that our listeners are catching that. And if whatever they're doing or thinking about doing isn't relationship-based, then kind of maybe rethink things because that's where the the genuineness and the, the passion really is. It's relationships. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you brought that up. With our business anyways, like a lot of the listeners might be listening to it and say, well, he does it for the relationships, but it's also for the money. And it's like, well, I would... I would agree to a point, but like when you're really in the thick of it, like at the stage that we're at right now, I'd make more money working for somebody else. If we get on the other end of it, awesome. Everything's great and it all paid out. But if we don't, the the risk to reward is much higher. If I was working for somebody else and lost my job, I lost my job. If this doesn't work out, I lose my home. We lose everything. We go back to a complete starting point. And so the the driving point has to be the relationships. You have to believe in the bigger picture and the bigger why. Otherwise, it's so easy to mentally beat yourself up and say, 
well, I'm just going to go back to where I was because if I, if I stop now, there's not a farther place to fall. If that makes sense. Yes. The higher you climb, the fall is going to hurt a lot more. So um, just keeping that perspective is fine, but also having the support of my wife that she loved me when we had nothing. If we go back to having nothing, she's okay with it. She understands that. Um, so that takes a lot of the pressure off. Well, the path that you're taking and that we keep talking about relationships that, I mean, you know, we have businesses, we have brands, but really the brand that carries with us through our entire life is us as a person. So no yeah. matter what you do, no matter the name of your company, as you create these relationships, those will continue regardless of, again, the business, the business name. And we'll talk about your business um, name and change here in a minute. But I wanted to also mention that uh, prior to starting my own firm, I did have these relationships with these, these women. And when it was necessary for me to um, start my own business. They followed me because it was, it was me that they, they wanted to work with. And so it's just, yeah, I mean, you are your brand and it's important to just be, just develop you as a person and someone yeah. that people can trust and follow and know that you've got their back. So, um, you know, little segue into tell us about your rebrand and, you know, why you're doing it, if it has, well, not if, I know it has some meaning behind it. So tell us about the meaning behind it. Yeah. So when I first started my company, it was just Lundberg Services. And it was just, we were trying to make a living. We were just trying not to, we were just trying to eat, honestly. Lundberg Services was, that was the intention of it. As we brought Benson on our first employee, we realized we needed to create more of a career for him, um, something that he could grow into. And so brand was more important. Um, so we rebranded to Lundberg Plumbing, not a huge jump, but it made sense to us. And we thought that that was the brand. But as this brand has grown, it's really evolved that it's not so much my company. Like you said, it's my teammates company as well. It's our vision. I may be the driving factor of that vision. I may be able to steer the ship where I believe we needed to go, but we are a team in all of this. And so, and that's rare in the trades, especially um, many tradesmen are very hard headed. It's a gruff work environment sometimes. And the owners in some ways reflect that, that it's my way or the highway. You learn from the school of hard knocks. I'm going to beat you up for this. And then, and that's how you're going to learn about it. And I believe we can do it different. I believe that we are a rare breed in that way that we are the family owned company. And so that's kind of where it came down to is I don't want them to try to live up to my name because it doesn't mean anything to them. I want them to live up to their ideal of what a plumbing professional should be that we create together. And it's rare to find a plumbing professional that really lives up to all those ideals uh, that we believe in so much. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. So, you know, we, we talked about it was the, you know, some mental health concerns that you were working through that really kind of like softened and opened up your mind to helping other people. Um, are there any other, you know, things or people or influences that opened your, your eyes and your heart 
to creating this space of supporting your team? I think the team has, again, so we have one guy that we, that we have working for us, Jesse, and Jesse is a workhorse. Uh, he sprained his ankle really bad two days ago. He's still working right now, despite us telling him like, you need to slow down. He has a helper, so he's not doing anything. He's just sitting on a bucket right now, uh, instructing his helper, but he's working, you know, 50 to 60 hours a week. And we don't ask him to, he says, Hey, I need to go finish up this job on Saturday. And we allow him to. So with somebody that's that driven to, and he's not driven because of the money, he's making good money, obviously, but he's driven because of the vision. He's just somebody that when there's a task that needs to get done, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. When you check in with him and you're like, how's your mental health? Um, how are things going? Do you need a break? Like you need to take a break is that's kind of where we're at is you need to take a break. You need to have a day off. Mm-hmm. And he'll say to us, um, and he said to me on Tuesdays, like, honestly, I'm tired right now, but I feel heard. Like, and this is the, oh, good grief. He's like, this is the first place that I felt heard. Like, like my opinion matters. Um, you're going to find out I'm a super emotional guy. But so that- am I. Yeah. But that kind of hit home to me. It's like, okay, we're doing something right then. Like he's an incredible plumber. He's a better plumber than I am. Why have you not felt heard elsewhere? You're a better plumber than most of the guys you've plumbed with. So that's been one of the things that's kind of helped me. And then just in a personal note, just focusing on my own personal mental health has made such a world of difference and nobody, well, People are talking about it more now, but nobody did talk about it growing up. It was sweep it under the rug, keep working. You're going to be okay. Like nobody cares, but that's not true. Um, So yeah, a lot of people care and it's okay to talk about and it's okay to struggle. Um, And we want to create that environment. The, The beauty when you really see it for what it is, is that a business, whatever the business is, whatever the business is doing, if you understand and you, you're you genuine and you love your employees like that you and I are talking about, the business is a shell. Yeah. The business is just a shell. Um, do we need to make money? Yes. Are we striving to make money? Absolutely. But it's the true joy and purpose when it's the people. And- I'm just going to say it again. The business is a shell. Yeah. So. Doing it right. Yeah. Otherwise the people are the shell. Right. Yeah. And that's the key if you're doing it right. And we just need need to be able to, to see it for what it really can be. And, you know, just helping people is, is the joy. And again, the relationships, the people and the business comes as a, it's just like the universe is blessing you. You know, of course you have to, you know, know how to run a business. Like I'm not being dumb. Like I know that, but really when you're spending the time focusing on the, the real reasons of the business, that that's where you find the success. It just comes. Yeah, absolutely. Court, tell tell our listeners how they could find you and connect with you. Yeah, so um, we do have business Facebook pages at 
They're currently Lundberg Plumbing because we're technically launching this Friday, February 16th. But hey, by the time this is published, it'll be the new name. So go ahead and just give us the new name. Be Rare Breed. I don't know that for a fact. It might be Call Rare Breed as the Facebook page. The best place is honestly probably just my personal Facebook uh, because I am the brand too. Like we are a family company. A lot of stuff on my personal Facebook page is either family or brand. Um, so Fort Lundberg is probably the best place to find us or our, our website at callrarebreed.com. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you and it just feels so good to to hear other companies really caring for their teammates. So yeah. I appreciate your time. And sure. I'm going to sign off today by saying, again, my name is Jen McAllister, the host of Just Figure It Out and the owner of Rye CPA and Accountants. Until next time, friends.